25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Football. It won't be long now. Holy mackerel. Breaking news today. What is the term again? It is for Mississippi State and the NCAA. A negotiated resolution. Apparently it's a new thing you can do in the NCAA as a way to reach an agreement on what should happen. A tutor doing coursework for some athletes, get state put on probation and popped. Ten football players suspended for eight games. It is not insignificant. It could have been worse, but not insignificant. In fact, it could have been a lot worse if they hadn't jumped in there and dug and just kind of accept your punishment and move on. Which, you know, some other universities around could probably learn from that. Have learned the hard way that maybe they should have done that. So that lady, uh, the tutor, is persona non grata around there. Yeah. yeah. How about right. the professor who supposedly turned him in? Yeah, I don't know about that. Is that what happened? I, I know that, like, I don't know how you discover that. How do you discover it? What is well, it? I, I, this could be speculation, but what I had heard was that the guys out, one of the guys at the basketball guys out practicing in the public at the time that the tutor is taking a test. Oh, and the professor's like, uh, the, too much. Too much, yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, we got that going on. <laughs> and sorry, you can Matt. Be, no, that's fine. Put you on the spot there. And you can be a part of the show uh, on the Divinity Equipment phone. The number, 601-995-1059. Got it? 601-995-1059. In just a bit, we'll talk with Neil Price, the... Uh, Man that you know on social media as Hale State Voice. He is the voice of Mississippi State on the radio, Mississippi State football and men's basketball. Uh, speaking of football, real quick, though. You know, this is the first night of high school football around the state of Mississippi where everybody's going to play. Now, some teams played – everybody played the Jamborees last week. Some teams um, played last night. Of course, Pearl had their hands full with Clinton, and Pearl won the game and a few other games. You know, I was kind of surprised. Uh, a private school in Tupelo, Tupelo Christian Preparatory School, just boat raced Tishomingo County, a public school. Just ran them out of the stadium. It was a 40. They had a kid for Tupelo Christian Prep who rushed for 400 and something yards and six touchdowns in that game. His last name's Holiday. And I know his dad, Sean Holliday, played, I think, baseball maybe at Ole Miss back in the day. Sounds like the defense was on a holiday. Yeah, I know it does, doesn't it? 
But uh, a little later tonight, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to go check out the Red Carpet Bowl in Vicksburg. You have every year they kick off the season by Vicksburg and Warren Central, the city school and the county school, playing on the same night in the same stadium. So Vicksburg plays Madison Central at 5.30. And this these games are at Warren Central. And then Warren Central is playing, who is it? Hines Central? Do I have that right? At like 8 o'clock. Now we'll see if it gets started in time. But it gives me time to get there. Just a whole slate of games all around the state. So if you want to be a part of the show, you can be. Uh, I'll get to your texts. Um, a couple that I've still got to get to. BB and some others. So I still have to get to that. And I will. Uh, and we'll get to your phone calls as well. Um, and I tell you what, I know we have a guest hanging on. But so that we don't make Joey wait. Let's get Joey's phone call, can we, Roger? Uh, real quick, Joey, are you there? Yeah, yeah, Matt. Hey, I, I appreciate that. Uh, what was that Pearl Clinton school? That's a good question. Wasn't it like he said they had their hands full? That if that was a close game, that might tell us well, more Joey, about Clinton than it does uh, it, about Pearl. It, it might. I don't know that I. Let me see here. I'm on. I'm gonna click on it. I should be able to find it pretty quickly. It was a ten point game. Pearl beat them thirty two oh, to twenty two. Okay. Well, that that may tell us that that they kind of watch Clinton. I tell you, that red carpet bowl was always a lot of fun. I've done that before. Have you? Um, and uh, so I, I hope you enjoy some time with the family over there. My father-in-law left us a couple weeks ago, so I know how dear yours is to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I tell you what, uh, St. Joe is going down to play St. Stanislaus. I know, and yeah. That that may be a small school game that's kind of fun to keep up with. It might be, yes. I saw um, – Because I've been, I've been watching St. Joe practice a lot just by default of being on the campus working. And i tell you what, that's a, that's a good-looking bunch, you know, small group. Sure. They just look like a bunch of football players out yeah. there. Yeah, I saw they were already down there. I took the bus down today, and John was tweeting out some video and stuff, so – uh, we'll talk about it on Monday, Joey. Thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, cool. All right, cool. Have a great weekend. Joey, on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. They've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home in our neck of the woods. And right now, on the Divinity phone, another guy who I believe does it better than anyone else in our neck of the woods. And he'll say, all shucks, stop talking about me that way. But I, I mean it. <laughs> he is Neil Price, the voice of Mississippi State football and men's basketball on the radio, play-by-play announcer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Hale State Voice. Neil, a good Friday to you, sir. How are you? I'm good. And all shucks, you shouldn't say all that <laughs> stuff, but thank you. Yeah, well, I certainly believe it. Um, appreciate you tuning in. Now, uh, when I initially reached out to you about coming on the show – I didn't know that we would have these uh, penalties and this information handed down on this suspension thing. Have you had a chance to kind of consume the news here today on this Friday? Yeah, I've read what the NCAA put out, and I've read the statement from Dr. Keenum and from John Cohen. And, you know, I mean, I, I think I probably know as much as everyone else out there right now about what it is. And, you know, you – you always hate when these things pop up. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality is, okay, it happened, and 
the university and the compliance department have dealt with it accordingly uh, in conjunction with the NCAA. And there's a football game a week from Saturday. So we're still going to play it. Doesn't matter, you know, so uh, let, let's go. You know, that that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and I don't know that there's any other way you really can because what good does it do to obsess about it? Sure. You know, I mean, sure. there, there's nothing that I can do in my chair. There's nothing that you can do sitting there or I think anyone else for that fact that will change anything. So life goes on. Yeah. Well, that's right. And, you know, I'm not and, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of it from a standpoint of, well, a wrong was done here. No question. And because a wrong's been done, price will have to be paid, and the NCAA made it pretty clear in, in what they put out this morning. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it's been rectified. Yeah. You know, Neil, and that's the thing with me, too, is, you know, you're trying to look at it in, in reality, but it, it, with feet on the ground. And sure, you, you want those 10 players available for all your games, but at the same time, I look at it and I go, okay, well, it's not like they're, they are missing all your games. They're not. Yes, you want all your scholarships. You don't want any probation, all that kinds of stuff. Sure. But I still I look at it, and I just don't see something that I would go, boy, it's crippling. You know, we've had recent examples of teams. You know, you look at Missouri, postseason bans and all that stuff. Uh, you know, you look at Ole Miss, postseason bans, and they, they came and investigated you on your campus for four years. This is a thing where the way it looks to me is Keenum and Cohen, they dove in neck first, neck deep, just as quickly as they could. They get the NCAA involved, figure out the best way to get an agreement on it so they can get it over with quickly, and and sort of mitigated the penalties. That's the way I see it. Am I way off? No, and based on everything I've read, I think that's spot on. And again, kudos to those two. For doing just that because you know there there are those that work in and let's be honest with it you know co- college athletics today is a business and there are people who work in the business of college athletics that might not have been as forthright and as transparent as dr keenum and as john cohen have elected to be in this instance and again i think a lot of credit goes to the folks in compliance in the athletic department at mississippi state too for getting out in front, getting in touch with the NCAA and saying, hey, we've identified this issue and we need you to know about it and we want to move forward to making it better. And you know, I, I, just, I think today maybe that's the exception more than it is the rule when you talk about people who are, are willing to say, hey, we messed up here and we want to make it right. That's right. Neil Price on your radio right now. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Hale State Voice. Play-by-play announcer, Mississippi State football and uh, men's basketball. On the Divinity phone as we speak. Uh, Neil, so we had the news, a lot of news. If we stop, this has kind of been a whirlwind week because we go back about a day or two, or yesterday as it were, and Tommy Stevens gets the nod, the starting nod at quarterback. Not really a surprise right there? No, I don't think so, based on what I've observed in the practices and the scrimmages, I think that was the right call. Uh, you know, and that's not to say that Keaton Thompson can't go out there and get it done. I've got confidence he absolutely, if called upon, could go out there and win games. And we've we've watched him do it in his career already. And I still think Keaton Thompson will play 
a role. He will be a factor at some point this year for State's football team. I don't have any question in my mind about that. Uh, but as you watch those two guys, the the thing that jumped off the page to me more than anything else is that Tommy Stevens, being 22 years old, college graduate, all those things, when you watch him go through reads, do all the things you have to do, and as a quarterback, he looks like a mature guy. He looks like a guy who's had a lot thrown at him over the course of a career, and now he just doesn't get phased by that as much. And that's not to say that Keaton can't handle those things that way either, but Tommy's still got two years on Keaton Thompson. Two years, a lot of, a lot of practice. It's a lot of spring ball. It's, it's experience. And I, I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And, and sure, you know, the thing that the coaching staff has, has said is that, you know, it's going to have a lot to do with that completion percentage number. Well, that's true. And I think at the end of the day, if we all had access to, to the, the stats they've kept from practice, we'd see that that bears itself out to be true, too, that Tommy's completion percentage probably wound up being higher than Keaton's. But I think that the experience goes hand-in-hand hand with that because I just watch him and I think he rarely makes a poor read. He keeps plays alive, and I rarely saw him take a negative play any time I was out there. So uh, all those things factored in, I think they made the right call. Yeah. Neil, um, so we are – well, tomorrow will be a week away from that season opener in New Orleans in the Superdome. You ever been to – it seems like maybe you mentioned this to me last time. That's going to be your first trip to the Superdome ever? I have never been inside the Superdome. I've been outside of it plenty of times. Uh, and when I was in college doing Middle Tennessee baseball, the University of New Orleans was in the Sun Belt at that point. So we spent a lot of time – in New Orleans, and you always pass by the Superdome, and you always kind of stayed in a hotel that was in that area where you could see it, but right. I've never been inside. Um, West Durham has become a friend over the years that uh, does the Falcons games, and now is uh, on the ACC network as one of their primary talent, and Wes has prepared me for what apparently will be one of the highest vantage points we've ever had. You can re- literally reach up, he says, from the booth and touch the dome, the top of it. Uh, so we're going to be up there, and apparently it's going to be very cold, is what he tells me. So uh, I'm, I'm preparing for that. I don't mind the cool weather, though. I'll welcome that. But uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I really do. Yeah, uh, it's do an too. iconic venue. No question about that. And State's got a lot of kids from Louisiana on its roster, and I'm sure it'll be a, a big deal for them. Some of them may have already played there. I, I think Keaton Thompson's one of those guys who has played in that building before uh but i think it'll be great for them for the guys on the other side from louisiana they live in that state they've been around it maybe they all haven't been in there maybe they played some high school games in the superdome but i'm sure it'll be a real treat for them too so i think it's a it's a really cool way to open the year yeah i do too all right so you mentioned that um little story state opened the 2012 season at nrg stadium in houston against oklahoma state Yeah. yeah And so, you know, Jim Ellis was in your chair at that time calling football. And I just – we go in there, and they had the roof closed because it's Houston in September. And when you get on the elevator, you had to hit the number eight <laughs> to go all the way to the press box. So I knew we were going to the top. When you get on an elevator and you press the number eight in any building, you're pretty much going to the top. 
And, buddy, we got to our broadcast booth, and there's these great big, huge air conditioning vents, and there's two of them, one at either corner of the outside of our window, which is, by the way, an open window you can't close because it's the indoor deal. And uh, we almost froze to death during that ball game, and that was the highest vantage point I've ever had. But I never forget, Jim and I literally – had our teeth chattering throughout the broadcast because it's Houston, Texas in September. We didn't even think about bringing long sleeves, you know, and but we really needed it once we got in there. So a light jacket might be in order for the Superdome <laughs> in one week. Imagine that. Yeah, at the end of August, too. End of August in New Orleans, Louisiana, but we're playing <laughs> indoors. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think I'm more – I have been more – excited about the start of this year than I have either of the previous two. And that's not to say that I wasn't excited about those years, but I just think that there there's some potential there. All the news that is out today aside, I just think there's some potential there for this state team to maybe exceed expectation. And maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I don't know, but I'll watch them. And I think, you know, they got a chance maybe to surprise some people with how well they're going to play, particularly on offense. And I'm excited about some of these young guys I see. And I know there are going to be some growing pains there. But some of these reserves, uh, you know, you're not hearing a ton about them because everybody's so wrapped up in, is the offense going to be better? Or are they going to be better at receiver? But uh, I look at some of these young guys on defense, and I can't help but think, you know, there's something pretty cool going on here watching watching those guys grow and develop. And I just think at some point we're going to call somebody's name that you probably don't know a lot about, and it's because they're going to make a big play for the year's over with. So I, I'm, I'm excited to get it going because I think something I think something good could happen here. I think something really good could happen by the end of the year. Yeah. I look forward to watching the pads pop and actually, you know, seeing them play real football. I know you are too. Neil, as always, man, appreciate your time. It's good to talk to you. And uh, like that monkey who sat his tail on the railroad track, it won't be long now. It won't be long. Yeah, <laughs> won't be long now. All right, so, buddy. I'll see you. All right. Talk to you soon. That's Neil Price. Appreciate him joining us on the Divinity Equipment, Equipment phone. Yeah, you know, I'm. Um, People can say whatever they want to say about, but I'm like Neil. I, you know, things could have been much worse. You have multiple athletes getting coursework done in terms of penalties and stuff. Things could have been a lot worse. I just think that they, um, you know, did a pretty good job diving in there and getting it over with. So if you think about this, if you think about it, you're talking about something that's discovered and state dives into with the NCAA call them up and say, hey, we got a problem. And you dive into researching it in the spring of this year, and by August it's wrapped up in what they're calling a negotiated resolution. You know, and this a text like this was inevitable. BB texts the show and he said, tell me again, state fans, how honest a program y'all run out there? Sleeping on a couch versus... Having tutors take tests for players. LMAO. That's from BB. Yeah. You know, I he's obviously referring, you know, sleeping on the couch. That's the company line on a lot of the old Miss stuff. But you and I and everybody knows it was not certainly limited to just that. But the biggest injustice in all the 
Ole Miss stuff was not what was actually done that were deemed violations. Here's what I mean, BB. <clears throat> like I think today there are no state fans going, hey, you know what would have been better? Would have been better if we could have had Ross Bjork as our AD. And and really kind of stonewalling the NCAA and doing all kinds of stuff while they're on campus. And and it would have been better if we had done that and and held and somehow made a situation where the NCAA would stay around for four years. That would have been better. <laughs> you know who's saying that? Exactly nobody. I mean, there's just no comparison. So, you know. Feel free to make that comparison elsewhere, but it won't pass around here with me because it does not compare. You had good, strong leadership. You know what good, strong leadership does when you screw up, when you foul up, when you know you're in trouble (laughs) and it needs to be addressed? You know what good, strong leadership does? They step up to the line and say, we fouled up. We screw it. We, we're in a little bit of trouble, and we got to get this over with. We're not going to make it worse. We're just going to accept it for what it is. And hey, we may take a little PR hit, and it may even cost us a game. But you know what? We're not going to do. We're not going to act like little babies and go pout in the corner and suck our thumb and prolong this thing for four years. For that, if you're a state fan, be thankful you got Mark Keenum. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. I could have used a little more cowboy. Clanger! That's what I'm talking about. A little clanger for you here today. State fans, just a word of advice. It'd be all, it'd all be over soon. It'd all be water under the bridge soon. We'll be playing football, and you're going to have 85 guys on scholarship and uniform. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> That's my advice to you. And Ole Miss fans, I would just say to you, Merry Christmas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sleeping on a couch. Yeah. Nothing to, nothing to do with hookers. <laughs> Well, Come you know, on, guys. Yeah, look, you know, um, it's going to be your time at some point. You know, if you're in the NCAA, it's going to be your time at some point. It's just Unless no you're way. Alabama. Oh, no, wait a minute now. Look, they haven't been popped lately, lately. But let me tell you, though, the history on Alabama, Roger, we, we have such short-term memories. And I remind people this. this is not, I'm not preaching to you. I'm just saying we collectively. This I'm going to tell you a true story. In 2008, so we're talking Nick Saban's, what, second year? Yeah. Alabama was popped by the NCAA. Now, their penalties involved a whole bunch of vacated wins, kind of like this deal with State. There's some vacated wins in there, but nobody cares about that. That's not a real penalty. It just kind of shows you how in NCAA land, it's like a – 
NCAA penalties, for the most part, are like a peacock. Walks around and makes this big, big loud noise. You know, like a peacock does. It's very loud. And then they spread those feathers out, and you're like, holy cow, look at that. But when you really kind of dig through the feathers, there's a little skinny bird in there that's not a threat to anything and can't do anything. <laughs> did, you, did you read the text uh, that, for the, the last one that the Brooks show got? Which says, uh, the NCAA it. is like that X that shows up right when everything is going good and ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I said is the NCAA is kind of a ghost we all believe in. The, the penalties and stuff, I mean, look, every school – just think back, USC, Louisville, I mean, it all, it's like, oh, Armageddon, and it's just never really that bad, okay? Everybody pops back from it because they're all in it together. The NCAA is not the police. The NCAA is the schools. Do we understand that? So so on that note, they're kind of like a ghost we all believe in. But, <clears throat> you know, you're going to get through it. At some point, it's going to be your time. It's, it's going to happen. But Alabama, in 2008, got popped. A whole bunch of vacated wins. It's a silly penalty because the only person it really punishes is the associate sports information director who has to go in and change all the media guides. That's really that penalty, who that's for. But they had some other things. Alabama, in 2008, they were caught. They had players, Roger, Going through, you know how you go through and pick up your textbooks? Mm-hmm. They would go and instead of getting one Alabama history book, oh, that's right. and instead of getting one Basics of Biology book, they'd get two. And sell one. And then they'd take one. Well, I got two. I'm going to sell it to another student. And you know what they would do in some cases? They would sell that extra textbook. To the sorority girl over here, the FIMU, whose dad is a very successful doctor, and they'd sell that book for, they'd mark it up about, I don't know, a thousand percent. Uh huh. So they get caught. Enterprising individuals. <laughs> so they get caught, and the NCAA hands them a penalty, and the stiffest thing in there was vacating wins and stuff. And, and get this, the NCAA put out a statement. It exists. You can find it online right now. I'm quoting it because I've quoted it before. It said, on AL.com, statement from the NCAA, it said, the University of Alabama has a history of infractions unmatched by any other member institution. <laughs> That's what it said. And guess what? Within two years, they were winning national championships. <laughs> and that's why we slap them on the hand. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, keep it all in perspective. Okay, keep it all in perspective. 32-22, to 22, Pearl beat Clinton last night. 32-22. A 10-point game. And who was it? Did I get a t- – yeah, it was a tweet. Listen to this tweet from the real C. Collins, who likes to pick on Chris Brooks on his show. Clinton versus Pearl was a three-point game midway into the fourth quarter. And a late touchdown made it look different. But the thing is, real C, I saw where what? One team scored seven in the fourth quarter, and the other one scored eight. So they were kind of, what, trading points, ultimately? Uh, All right, over to the text line, 885-ESPN. By the way, we had a couple people that called during the commercial break. Now is the time for you to get in if you want to call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. 
Yeah, I was busy. We're busy, man. I podcasted, man. Nah, nah. Electorate. <laughs> How dare? How dare you, sir? <laughs> tell I stole me. your line. I stole your line. <laughs> <laughs> stole my line. You don't tell your pappy how to cut the electorate. <laughs> Trying to make a record? I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on the text line at 885 ESPN. We turned ourselves in. A little too honest, if you ask me. Man, look, if you have something that's going to cause you penalties and suspensions, why not face it and get it over with within, I mean, how many months are we talking about? Within eight months? Within an eight-month span, it's over? And oh, by the way, during the course of it, there was really not one single solitary peep? You look at what other schools have gone through, get drugged through the mud for and on the recruiting trail for years? I mean, geez. I you know, I I don't think you can classify that for state as a little too honest. Do it, release it on a Friday. By next Saturday, everybody forgets. I'm serious. <laughs> I just think, look, everybody thinks, and some people say Matt works for state. Well, yeah, I went there, played there, that's my school. I know those people, like them, want them to win. But they don't write me checks. Yeah, they, you work for Learfield. Right. AMG. Right? Learfield is who I answer to. Learfield has the contract with Mississippi State. So technically, I do contract work for what's well, now Learfield IMG because of the merger. And what I'm telling you is, look, I, when you look up at the end of this and the overall scope of this thing is, it was something that could have gone on for a long time if they fought it. If it resulted in a postseason ban, which it did for Missouri, if it had resulted in a postseason ban, not only do you miss out on the postseason, but you miss out on revenue. You're talking about, what, two years postseason ban costs you, what, $15 million? You're in the hole $15, 20000000 million? And you're telling me the leadership at the university saw it, acted. You got players that are getting a t- paying a tutor to do the work, and this administration with the NCAA gets it over with in eight months. You know, they always say, you know, these big things, you know, it's not the crime. It's the cover-up Yeah, that they really hammer you on. That's right. This is a lesson right here, object lesson in that. I think you're right, Roger. Hey, listen, I got some information for you. Um, you stuff that was completed by the tutor. For the football athletes, one paid a $350 flat fee. And the tutor completed lessons, exams, four of them, and the final exam for a total payment of $350. She received payments of $350, another $350, $100, $180, $215. I mean, she made a smooth couple thousand dollars during the course of this. It could have cost them $15 million. Could have cost the school $15 million if they didn't cooperate. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Well, just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief.
right, hold on. Hold on just a doggone minute. Yeah. <laughs> Roger, <laughs> you know good and well I've got to ask you this. Go ahead. I have right. no secrets. Y'all, listen. Especially if you listen in the Jackson area, you, you, you know Roger's voice. You may have even run into him. <clears throat> Roger's not one to really hold back. <laughs> but what I love about Roger's... Unfiltered, that's what I am. No. No. Roger, what I love about it is is the um, unassuming genuineness, right? Like, I have a great admiration for people who just, you're not really worried about what somebody else is going, how they're going to judge you in certain situations. I love that. I inherited that, yeah. Well, good. (laughs) So during the commercial break, we hear a PSA. Terrence Howard, a PSA about go get your go get checked, a screen for colon cancer. Mm-hmm. He had a close family member who passed away at 56. And I said, that is really young. And Roger said, wait, wait, how old? I said, 56. And then I said, Roger, have you been screened? So I just wanted the context to be out there of why in our conversation, Roger would have told me that he had a colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah, how'd that come up? <laughs> but Roger, you said you got a standing ovation. When I when they wheel me out, you know, they put you in that what they call twilight, uh-huh. where you're supposed to be right. responsive, but you don't remember anything, exactly. and you, so you can ben. roll yourself over and all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when I when they were rolling me out, the staff they were coming out of the doors and they were clapping <laughs> and, and smiling. <laughs> There he goes. Apparently, I went through <laughs> my entire repertoire of jokes. Oh, so, that's great! But it's just weird when you're leaving. You know, you, you've been in a very intimate contact with these people, and they're lining the halls, clapping. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Imagine. I don't know if they were glad to see me go or what. <laughs> Can you imagine? You go in for a colonoscopy. <laughs> They put you to sleep. <laughs> and when you are leaving and they wheel you out. And you're they, still a little dazed. They line the hallway and give you a standing ovation. There he goes, folks. That's our man right there. <laughs> what a big one. You're my boy, Roger. <laughs> and you're thinking, what have I done? Oh, God. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Did I say, you know. <laughs> exactly. Because I know what goes through my head. Right. I don't always. I, un, un, you know, unlike some people think, I do have a filter. <laughs> you should hear what's, what you don't hear. You should hear. We should hear what you're filtering out is what you're saying. Right. Exactly. Well, I had the under the knife experience. You know, I had to get cut on a while back. And they did that. You know, put me to sleep. I'm at the hospital, the whole thing. And the doctor afterwards I guess it was when I went for my follow-up. He told me that I was telling him a story about getting hit in an Alabama game in Tuscaloosa, which it did happen. And I'm, But I'm thinking I have no recollection of that. And what else did I say? And the thing about it is I know this guy, and I sort of feel like he's looking at me funny <laughs> ever since then. I kind of Maybe that's just my own insecurity. But anyway, all right. Uh, we're going to finish up with you here today. On this Friday, wish you off into the weekend well. 
tell you to have a great one and uh, look forward to a little high school football tonight. You got Florida versus Miami tomorrow night, six o'clock. Camping World Classic, whatever in Orlando. Talked to somebody today who's got friends in Orlando. That said, man, there's Gators everywhere, but they had no idea how many Miami fans exist because apparently there is a huge crowd of people in Orlando for this game. That's going to happen tomorrow night. Tyler on the text line says, good, strong leadership runs ahead to tell Mama his side of the story before his brother does, knowing he's about to get caught. That's it. Look, good, strong leadership. You got to own up to it. If you've screwed up and you know you're about to get zapped, you might want to go in there and just step to the line. And you got you to approach it that way. Do what's best for everybody as opposed to what's easiest for you. Here's a text that says, Matt, is BB serious in trying to compare the two cases? Ole Miss has literally set their football program back years behind all 13 other SEC teams. They had to hire Matt Luke as SEC head coach for crying out loud. BB's misery is only just beginning. Buckle up, BB. That is from unnamed texter. Adam, or is it Adam? Hold on, let me see. Adam. That's from Adam. Rebel Greg, the only thing that the NCAA allows Bama to get away with is giving out Dodge Chargers. <laughs> Good text. Good text, Greg. <clears throat> 100 grand. How do we snitch on our own selves? Snitches get stitches. They should fire the guy who snitched on us. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hey, Miko, I got your text here. Miko says that Pearl has a sophomore cornerback that shut Clinton's all-state wide receiver down, and he says the kid is awesome. I'd love to know the name. What is the name? And we'll follow him. Uh, Darren on the text line says, Matt, if the players miss eight games and only play in four games, can they still redshirt? No, is the answer. NCAA puts in this stipulation that you can't use a medical year or a redshirt year to avoid a penalty. So, um, in other words, you only play in the four games, but you're still using up a year of eligibility because... You're serving an eight-game suspension, therefore there's no chance for you to use it. Um, because they will just assume, according to their rule, they're just going to assume that you would have played in those eight games, freshman or not. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, you know, for all the, the players that are involved, you're learning a really hard lesson, a life lesson. And that is, number one, whatever it is, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. You are not getting away with it. And just like people, um, you know, people say that about men and women and about cheating on their spouses. They say, look, just understand, you're going to get caught. They all do. It will happen. It's just like anything else. You go out here and somebody, you're paying somebody to do your schoolwork. You ultimately are going to get caught. That is the end of the story. And that's one life lesson. And the other lesson is when you do make really poor decisions and the piper comes calling, you got to pay him. And sometimes you can really pay dearly. And in life, they're coming to get you. They're coming and calling. I promise you. Pay that stupid tax. 
That's it. I've paid it a bunch of times, Roger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's not like I'm preaching. No, I'm actually telling you from experience. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm sort of theoretically going, look here, see all these knots on my head? Let me tell you where those came from. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, Tyler says, exactly. It's not, oh, my, we are cheating. It's, oh, crap, we're about to get caught. Let's turn this in. Yeah, you mitigate it. You don't own up to it. All right, so the kid, Miko says the kid for Pearl who plays corner is Jerry Johnson. His nickname is Jaybird. Jaybird Johnson, number 24. How do you get the name Jaybird? <laughs> Help me out there. Anyone? <laughs> You've been naked, have you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I knew a guy once played with a guy named Porkchop. Like, well, how do you get the name Porkchop? Well, I just assume is he at some point he looked like a pork chop. No, his his grandmother was a big fan of a wrestler, a local wrestler named Pork Chop. So she started calling the kid Pork Chop, and it stuck. That's how that's how a lot of that works. So uh, full slate of games tonight, high school football. Um, certainly a lot of stuff in the news. And you'll see some of it into the weekend, but really, once the games start, I think we'll all be able to move past it. Um, we'll see if any more information comes out. Everybody's wanting to know about, you know, who are the football players for state who are in this thing. You know, it could be a lot worse. And again, you know, probation—that's not anything that's easy to deal with because if anything happens while you're on probation, you're kind of stuck. You know, that, or they'll stick you. Um, the worst penalty and all of it are for the people involved uh the student who was a part-time tutor gets a 10-year show cause and basically that means no ncaa institution can hire her for anything anything academic career over players you got 10 guys gonna miss eight games and it's not a redshirt year it's their eligibility that they are missing and like i said Earlier in the show, the worst thing you can do to any athlete, competitor, is tell them they can't play. It's the worst thing you can do. It's the worst punishment you can give them. You could run them until they puke every day of the week, and they'll take it easier than having to stand there and watch their team play without them. I'm just telling you. So they're going to suffer, especially, like I said, you're going to have teammates who could really help and It'll be the fourth quarter of a close game at the end of September, and it's brutally hot. And They're going to have to look their teammates in the eye, and because of a selfish decision to not do their work, they got to own up to, hey, man, I can't help you. That's a, that'd be a tough deal also in and of itself. But we'll move forward and see what happens. Ain't no skin off your back. Mine neither. We'll watch football and enjoy it regardless. For Roger and me and everybody here at the show in the Farm Bureau studio, have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. See ya! You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.